Well, good Thursday morning, everybody. It is the 16th of September, and my title today is Recovery, Though Very Difficult, Is Possible. You know what? Addiction beats the crap out of its victims. Over time, whether it's alcohol, drugs, porn, food, gambling, or masturbation, or any combination of those, addictions are powerful And without help, one will rarely find freedom apart from a miracle from God or finding a program of recovery that works, and then you work the program. Over the past three days, we've looked at the reasons why recovery is so difficult. It's not because we're just a bunch of pathetic losers who are failing miserably in our efforts to stop or are not trying hard enough and spending eight hours a day in prayer and meditation, we learned that we have this internal enemy called our flesh, or sinful nature. And it has grown stronger and deeper, and we have gone further into addiction. We have an external enemy of demonic powers working against us. And we live behind enemy lines surrounded with temptations and a virtually free, unlimited access to pornography. What has happened to all of us is that over time, we have given in to the desires of our flesh. At first, maybe a little bit here and a little bit there, and ever so gradually, we want a little more variety and a little more frequency until we come to the place of wanting to enjoy some sexual release to daily needing the experience just to feel normal for a while. For me, that happened in high school with my own stash of porn magazines in my bedroom. We have learned that having a sexual escape from stress, anger, or boredom for a while gets our minds riveted on what we're lusting to see, and that is how we want to feel all the time. We feel good as the dopamine and testosterone gives us great pleasure and we feel remarkably alive. We feel wanted and desired, even though it's not real. But it sure feels real. Then we return to our boring lives, which seem to never be able to give us the joy and thrill of another orgasm. So the hook has been set, my friends, and we've been reeled in, filleted, and served up on a platter to be consumed by our endless hunger of our unbridled lust. And with the passing of time, instead of being satisfied with what used to be enough, we want more. We want more and deeper down the addiction hole we go until we hit rock bottom. Our sins are discovered, and it's time to pay the consequences. Well, that pretty much sums it up, right? I mean, I call it my train wreck. My career destroyed, my wife and family deeply wounded, and I found sleep elusive under the waves of depression and anxiety, not knowing if there would be any forgiveness offered to me from my family and friends. Now, this might 
be a massive understatement, but I don't think that is the abundant life that Jesus told his disciples about. Addiction to anything consumes us daily, and it becomes gangrene in our soul. We become masters of disguise to others and filled with self-loathing and anger toward ourselves and others that we might be blaming. The reason I can write these words, my friends, is because I've lived these words. I slowly, over the years in high school and college, consumed porn to escape my stress and inner pain. I found and married an incredibly beautiful an amazingly strong Christian woman in graduate school, and I thought my problems were solved. They were not. Put on hold for a while until the stress of a growing family and increased responsibilities in ministry and my inner demons tormenting me, I so very, very gradually slipped back one inch at a time to my addiction to porn. And it all blew up 16 years ago. My addiction led me deep into sexual sin, and when the time was sadly right, God was not going to be mocked anymore and made sure that my sins were found out, just like he tells us in his word. Over these past 16 years, I want you to know that there has been healing and recovery for both me my wife, and my family. I repented. I did my own 180, and I headed back to the arms of my father, whom I found waiting for me like the father of the prodigal son. There was pain everywhere, and I had no idea if my life and family could be rescued from my infidelity. But as time passed, and I began to get the help I needed. God brought healing, slowly, ups but downs, three steps forward, two steps back, or two steps forward, three steps back. But I never gave up. I could not give up because as strange as it may sound, I never stopped loving my wife and our four children. I became addicted to the point that freedom was only going to be gained by living one day at a time and walking in the light of truth. So as I look back over the past 16 years, there are some foundational lessons that I've learned, some simple yet essential practices that I need to do daily. Now, have I done them daily over 16 years? No, I haven't, but I've continued to keep working on that, and I did them today. I need to be spending daily time and consistently with the Lord who has saved me from my sins on the cross, and now he's saving me from myself. I came to the correct conclusion that this issue was far greater than I could ever fix. I tried fixing it for years and it only got worse. So I learned that I needed help from at least two important sources. First and foremost, 
I needed to be filled with and walking in the Spirit every day. He is in me, and He is in you, if you're a believer. And since He is God and is in us, there's no lack of power to be being changed. He is in us to transform us. And we need to learn how that happens and what we need to be doing for this to happen. And it has happened in my life very, very, very slowly. Like years, not days slowly. The devotional below on unconditional surrender to the Spirit uh, will teach you what I learned about how the Spirit began and continues to transform me. Just click on the image. If you can't afford it, email me and I'll send it to you for free. Second, and this isn't (laughs) something you're going to want to hear, but it's true and it is most essential. I needed to find and be an active part of a community of other men fighting the same fight. I needed to be on a team of other soldiers fighting the same battle. I needed them to be there for me when the old temptations began again. And I needed to be there for them when they were struggling. You know, I found these words from the Apostle John to be so true in 1 John 1. There I read, beginning in verse 5, quote, This is a message we've heard from him and proclaimed to you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with God while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But, and this is a critical and important but, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, We have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. I've learned that walking in the light means telling the truth. Telling the truth to other men who will be there for me when I'm struggling, and I need to be there for them when they're struggling. I've been doing that for 16 years, and it has become God's calling for me in the rest of my life, and that's to help you learn how to walk in the light. Listen, please email me if you'd like some very real and effective help that has been proven over the years in your own battle with your recovery and being part of a community of fellow soldiers fighting together for freedom from sexual brokenness. It is attainable. It is achievable. But a lone sheep is a dead sheep, and we call you to walk with us in the light. This is John Doyle with 180 Podcast. God bless you, my friends. We'll talk again tomorrow. Take care, and goodbye. Goodbye.